Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. Let's give it up for Jesus here today. Oh, praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, God, oh, God. Oh, we can get excited before our God today. Amen. Church is more exciting than the football, I say. Amen. Can you stay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Church is much more exciting than the footy. Amen. This is more exciting than the coronation, praise God. Come on. Come on. Although I believe they preached the gospel at the coronation. Amen. The world heard the gospel. How powerful is that? Mate, the world needs to hear the gospel more than ever. I had a thing come up in my Facebook feed this morning that a Christian shared. And it showed these these people dressed up as demons with all these children gathered around them, teaching them in this library. And all these children in these black capes with black hoods. And they had a... Had a um, pentagram on the ground in front of them, and they're all, and the kids are, and it's full on. Amen. We need the gospel out there. I'm telling you, the church is, is the church is becoming the go-to place. The church is becoming the go-to place where people come to get set free of demonic interference in their life where they come to be set free of all the stuff that they picked up through wrong teaching and bad practice and the the spirit of the age that's got upon their lives and it's bringing them to ruin. Because my Bible tells me that the devil comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. And so many people never ever tasted life. They've never found it. All they know is, is what the enemy's dished out to them through generations. Hallelujah. I love Isaiah. One of my favourite passages of the Scriptures. And, and, and I'll pick it up partway through where it says that you bestow on them a, a, a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And then it says, and they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planning of the Lord for the display of His splendour. Now listen to this. It goes on to say, they'll renew the ruined cities and they'll restore the places long devastated. They'll renew the ruined cities, the communities that have been devastated for generations. 
Come on, there's, there's, there's communities and peoples and families and, and, and groups and entire nations that have been devastated by demonic power for generations. But we're living in a day right now where it's being restored, where the Kingdom of God is advancing, praise God, where the Kingdom of God is taking ground, where people's lives are being set free, where demonic power's been broken off their souls by the power of the Name of Jesus. And wherever that power of that Name of Jesus is preached, and wherever the Gospel is proclaimed, and where there is men and women of God who've got faith in their soul, and they've got the anointing of the Holy Spirit, nothing can stop them. No demonic power can stand in their way. Nothing can stand in the way of the Kingdom of God. It's advancing. The Bible says the Kingdom of Heaven is forcefully advancing and the righteous take hold of it by force. The Kingdom of God is not here for a bunch of cream puffs, praise God. Amen. Amen. Got any Geelong? No, don't say that. No. I could get into trouble right now, couldn't I? <laughs> ah, praise the Lord. Amen. God bless Geelong. Amen. Give me a wave. Yes. <laughs> There's one person who almost left the church, Pastor. Praise God. I, I managed to save that. <laughs> Isn't it good to be in the house of God? I'm telling you, you're on the winning side. There's more for you than there are against you. It mightn't feel like that sometimes. might feel like everyone's against you. You might have come here this morning and had the worst week of your life. But I'm telling you, there's more going for you than it's going against you. If you're faced towards Jesus, if you're believing on Him, you're, you're, you're heading into victory. I don't care what it looks like right now. I'm telling you, there's two or three, maybe half a dozen people here need to hear this. If you're facing towards Jesus, you're facing towards victory. You're heading towards a breakthrough. You're moving in the right direction. You're going ahead. You might say, well, it doesn't look like it. Well, my Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. It says in 1 Corinthians 4, 18, it says, we do not set our eyes on that which is seen, but on that which is unseen. For that which is seen is temporary, but that which is unseen is eternal. And I want to tell you here today, God is doing an eternal work in your life. And you may not be able to see it, but I'm telling you, if you can see it by the eyes of faith, you'll realise that the Lord is doing a breakthrough in your world. And I'm telling you here today that things are going to turn around. Stuff's not going to stay the same. Healing's going to take place. Sickness is going to leave. Depression's going to lift. Hard times are going to disappear out of your soul, off your world, out of your finances, whatever it might be. God is going to work in your world. All you've got to do is start to lean in the direction of faith. And you'll see the breakthrough. You'll see the Kingdom of God. I'm, I'm reminded of the woman with the issue of blood. I'm not planning to preach on this this morning. No, I might preach on this tonight instead. Let me go to what I'm going to preach on this morning. I'm going to get all, all out of order. Hallelujah. We had some... We had some wonderful healings happen so far this weekend. There's a lady here called Sophia. Sophia? Sophia. Why don't you come forward real quick, Sophia? And if someone can give me a microphone that's switched on, uh, a cordless microphone quickly. And um, let's give Sophia a big hand as she comes to the front. Praise God. Hello, Sophia. Great. Now you came on Friday night. Just tell us what happened. I had... Um knee mass reconstruction 10 years ago mm -hmm. and I've had surgery on it and it's never healed properly. Mm -hmm. Every morning, most of the mornings anyway, 
it's stiff, it's painful, it's tight. Um, and when you prayed on Friday, mm. it got loose. Wow. When we went home <laughs> from that time, I've had no pain. It's been the most flexible in 10 years. In 10 years, it's never been this and, good. Yeah, so in February, I had MRI done on it. And I've been doing a lot of osteotherapy sessions. And the osteotherapy, last time I saw her, she said, this needs to go back to the surgeons. Mm. I can't fix it. So I was very worried because I don't want to have surgery. I've got a little child to look mm. after. I've been praying. Nothing has happened mm. until on Friday. Wow. So I just thank God for that. So now you're going to cancel your surgery. I don't need surgery. I don't think so. God has fixed it. <laughs> Come over this way. God has fixed it. Praise yeah. the Lord. Thank Come on, you. let's give it up for the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's wonderful. God bless you. Thank you so much. No worries. My pleasure. Now, there's another gentleman here. Everybody knows him. He's probably one of the most handsome guys in the entire church. His name's Brad. Brad, why don't you come to the front right now? Come on, let's give it up for Brad. We had a, we had a leaders meeting yesterday. And man, the leaders of this church, you guys are so blessed. They are on fire for God. You, I'm telling you, we go to, we go to lots of churches, you know, and we see... We see okay leaders <laughs> and we see good leaders, amen. And you guys have just got such a, a hand-picked, capable, anointed team of leaders. They're just such choice people. You really need to value what you've got in this house here. I need to say that here this morning. But Brad was at that meeting. Brad, tell us what you got prayer for. I got prayer for a really, really tight neck and shoulder area, which I've had for years and it goes up and down all the time. I've seen the osteo twice in the last three weeks. Gets a little bit better, but not totally. Um, we got prayer the other day. It probably went to maybe 70%, then we prayed again. It got to about maybe 90% done. And then it was as we were praying for Kelly during that prayer, it just totally went. Come on. Um, and it was amazing. And actually on my way home, so I didn't tell you this, but on, on my way home, I was just driving and I would always have difficulty to look at my blind spot on the left side and as I did it it wasn't hurting and I just thought oh, I can't quite see and I just thought you know what stuff it and I had a just twisted the head totally around A I was able to do it and B it didn't hurt praise so, God yeah, amen praise amen, amen. so so you're one of those drivers who just goes like this uh, <laughs> sometimes who, who knows what I'm talking about right now probably <laughs> <laughs> come on give this man a big hand praise God Amen. Oh man, I'm I'm getting I'm ready to go. He he deserved that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's a good man, Brad. Praise God. Come on, let's give it up for Brad one more time. I got my keyboard player on side, praise God. She thought that was funny. Let's go to Luke chapter 13. We're getting ready to pray for the sick. On the Sabbath, verse. 10 to 13. I can just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit just sweeping through here right now. Some people here are going to get healed even in your bodies right now. There's someone here you're thinking, oh gosh, God's not going to heal me. You know, it's been this long. I'm telling you, you just, just hold that thought, stop it, put a full stop there and move on to a new thought that says, I'm waiting for you, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready right now. You just start to lean in right there in your seats on the Sabbath. 
on the Sunday. Well, it was a Saturday, actually, but it's like a Sunday. On the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, which is a church. Amen. We're pretty much, we're pretty aligned here right now, aren't we? On the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in the church. People of God are gathered there, ready to hear from Jesus. Who's ready to hear a word from Jesus here today to your life? And a woman was there who'd been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could in no way straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you're set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her and immediately, and immediately, and immediately, she straightened up and praised God. Come on. Immediately. The Bible says he'll make the crooked ways straight. It says he'll make the high places low and he'll raise up the valleys. It says he'll make a river flow in the desert. The people of Israel carried the ark of God around. It was the place where the presence of God dwelt. And in that ark was a, a, a numerous items. One of them was Aaron's rod that had budded that had blossomed, a dry piece of wood that had miraculously produced life. God's going to miraculously create and produce and bring forth life in people's bodies, in their emotions, in their minds. In fact, whatever. Mark eleven twenty three says, whoever... Give me a wave if you're a whoever. Some people are whoever. Some people are not sure what they are. Amen. Whoever says to this mountain, what's a mountain? Well, it's not, it's not a physical mountain. Other, you know, otherwise, if, Christ, if that was referring to the mountains out there, well, you'd never know where the snowfields were going to be because Christians would be moving them around all over the place. Amen. No, it's a mountain, it's an obstacle, it's a barrier. It's, a, it's a, an affliction. It's a sickness. It's whatever it is that's standing between you and your destiny. It's whatever it is that's standing between you and your wholeness in life, your health, your well-being, your soundness of mind, the promises of God that are there for you. It's whatever stands before you and the promises of God that He set forth for you. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things He says will be done, he will have, she will have whatever. She says, whatever he says. Whoever is going to have whatever. That's what the words of Jesus say. That's written in red in your Bible. For assuredly, I say unto you, he says, 
And before that, it says this. It says, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say, whoever says to this mountain, be removed. Come on, you need to hear this. And be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Have faith in God. For whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. That's a spiritual reality. That's a spirit law. Just like gravity is a law, as a universal law, that means it works for everybody. Some people think they can defy gravity. Amen. Guess what? They can't. They'd be disappointed. You ever watch those old videos of when they first were trying to invent aeroplanes and they're flapping their wings and all these crazy things and peddling these contraptions and it's going everywhere and it all falls apart and they nosedive. Gravity works for everybody. It's no respecter of persons. Why? Because it's a law. It applies to every person. Doesn't matter whether you're a king or whether you're a door greeter or whether you're important or no one knows who you are, whether you're rich or poor, makes no difference. The law of gravity works for every person. The law of faith is just like that. It doesn't matter who you are because Jesus nailed that. He said, whoever, and it works for whatever. It's a law. All we have to do is follow that law and it will produce fruit in our life because the Word of God is true. The Word of God is a book of spiritual Laws that will always ring true, that can never be overridden, that can never be put asunder, that can never fail. Jesus said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll bear much fruit. God's Word is spirit. It's law. It's not just it's not just words, it's spirit. Jesus said the, the words that I say, they are spirit and they are life. When you hear the word of God, there's an impartation that happens into your spirit because it was created that way in the order of the universe. When, the, when God created the earth, He created the, the heavens, the Bible says. He made the heavens and the earth. 
when he made the heavens, that's referring to the heavenly realm. That's the, that's the spirit realm. And he, and he created law in the spirit realm. And the law says, have faith. Have faith. Do you know what faith does? Faith brings the spirit world, which is the world we can't see. It brings that spirit world into manifestation into the physical realm. It brings heaven into earth. Faith will do that. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You can't get to Him. You can't, you can't project into His realm. You can't invade His space any other way than by faith. What is faith? Faith is just believing. Whoever, Jesus is giving us a lesson on faith. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes, there it is. All you have to do is not doubt in your heart, but believe. You don't have to worry about your head. No, faith doesn't come from your head. It comes from your heart. Because your head can't understand this. Because our head, our mind is, is carnal. It's, it's, on, it's, it's programmed by the physical world around us. Sure, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ, but that's another sermon. But our mind is on a different level. Faith doesn't come from our mind. Faith flows through our hearts. And faith comes, Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. Because the Word is spirit life. It is, it is the breath of God. It is the power of God. That's why the Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. Did you know we were created differently from every... People want to... Nowadays, people want to make creation like animals are equal to people and, you know, oh, let's not kill the animals, but let's, let's have abortions, you know, what, what, you know. It's all mixed up. It's all back to front. They're trying to save animals and they're killing humans left, right and centre. It's all muddled up like you wouldn't believe. But it wasn't like... God didn't create it like that. He created the animals on one level and he put people on another level we're, 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 we're completely different to them in, in all kinds of ways but in one way animals animals make sounds but he gave us words no animal has a word they have sounds they can communicate in a very crude kind of a way perhaps with each other but they just make noises but he gave us words because we're created in the image of God. And words are so important to God. Words are so, 
are so intertwined with who God is. They're so mixed in with His, with His very being and nature that the Bible says the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, referring to Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son. God invested, the words are so important to Him that He has invested all His power and authority in His written Word. Can you see how words are just essential to the way we interact and to the way faith works? The book of James says, faith without actions is dead. Words. Faith is, is amplified. Faith is activated through words. It's more than just believing. It is believing and it is fully believing, but it's more. It's believing, but it's, it's activated. It's put into process. It's initiated by our words. Because it says, whoever says, doesn't say whoever prays, it says whoever says to this mountain and does not doubt in his heart, but believes. Romans 10 verse 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for with the heart one believes there it is again you believe in your heart for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation what you believe is activated it's set into motion by what you say and in the same way, what you believe can be shut down and made of none, no, uh, just nullified, switched off, snuffed out instantly by what you say. That's why it says the power of life and the power of death is in the tongue. So we have to become people of our word. We have to guard what we say amen is this helping some people here this morning you see faith is not just hoping everybody hopes everybody wants no faith is believing and speaking and saying when you say it your faith materializes it comes into being it it turns into a substance. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. You can't see it, but yet it's there. Why? Because you've spoken what you believe, and when you speak what you believe, it comes to pass. It comes into fruition. It, it, it begins to abide about you and all you have to do is keep speaking 
and believing and saying. The Bible says that God calls things that are not as though they are. Some people say, well, I, I just need to say it like it is. I just, you know, if I'm sick, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to say I'm sick. Well, they're not following the Word of God. The Word of God doesn't say that you have to deny your reality, your current condition. No, there's no power in denial. That's just deceiving. No, it says that you have to speak. Speak to the mountain. And then it goes on to say, For assuredly I say unto you, whatever things you ask, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Did you hear that? Believe. Believe now that you've received it. You call it in. That's how God, that's, the, that's how God works by faith. He calls it in. He calls it in. He says, come. He said, let there be light. There wasn't any light. He said, let there be light. light or he actually said, light be. And I don't know what the delay was. It might have been instant. It might have been five minutes. It might have just come on slow and got up to full. I don't know. Who knows? But he spoke the word. You see, the Bible, this is how, this is how God works. In the beginning in Genesis, you go, it says in the beginning, I love to say this to Jehovah's Witness, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And they go, yeah, yeah, they are God. And then you, you open up to um, Colossians and where it says he's the image, referring to Jesus, he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He's before all, him. He's before all things and in him, all things hold together. Glory to God. And he's the head of the body, the church the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He may have preeminence. For in Him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through Him to reconcile all things to Himself, whether on earth or in heaven, whatever realm it's in, whether on earth or in heaven, having made peace by the blood of His cross. Glory to Jesus, amen. And the Bible says, God created the heavens and the earth. And then it goes on and it says, and there was darkness over the deep and there's a void and there's, you know, it's chaotic over the waters. And it says the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God was hovering. And this is still what happens today. The Spirit of God was hovering. And then God said, then the words, then the Word flowed, amen. The Word that created the earth. Then the word was spoken, let there be, light be. And as soon as the word was spoken, then the Holy Spirit, the power of God made the light be. And that's how God works. That's why He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, preach the word. 
because when we preach the Word, then the Holy Spirit flows and confirms the Word. Up until, up until we speak the Word, the Holy Spirit's just there hovering. He's hovering over your friends. He's hovering over that guy at work who curses and swears and gets drunk every night and is living with his girlfriend and just living a retrobate life, not following God in any way. The Holy Ghost is hovering over that friend of yours. He's waiting for the Word. He's waiting for you to speak the Word. And as soon as you speak the Word, the Holy Spirit will begin to work on His life. The Holy Spirit will go forth and fulfil the Word. The Holy... Am I, am I, am I, is this making sense to everybody here today? We have, that's why the, that's why the, 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 um, the prophets, Isaiah, like we heard in the, in the communion message, Isaiah 53, the prophets had to first come and prophesy concerning the Messiah, concerning the birth of Christ, concerning the work of the cross. That word had to be spoken out through the prophets and then the Holy Spirit could flow into the earth. And bring the and make the word become flesh. It's God's order. It's how He works. And as you and I grab a hold of the Word of God today, and as we activate faith in our hearts, and we start to declare, we start to say, we start to believe. All we have to do is say. People come forward for prayer and we just command things. We say, I command a spirit of pain, set that person free, let them go. That's what happened to um, Sophia on Friday night. Amen. I, you saw her, she was, sitting down, she was sitting down here like this. And I put my hand on her knee. Sophia, where are you? Give me a wave. Is that right? And what did I say? Yeah, I prayed, pain, get out. Get out of there now in the name of Jesus. Jesus says, whatever things you ask, whatever you say, whatever, whoever, you'll have whatever you say. This, I'm not making this up. This, 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 is, this comes out of the Bible. Amen. We're not waiting for God to drop out of the sky. We're not waiting for the wind to blow through here supernaturally and, you know, have some sort of a, a like a, an unexpected visitation. People who do that, they just wait and 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 the cobwebs start to grow on everything and they wait and wait and wait. No, no, that, that's not how the kingdom of God works. God has given us, He said in Matthew 10 verse 7, as you go, not as you wait, as you go, preach. There it is, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Did you know the kingdom of heaven is right around us? It's everywhere. There's angels and demons and spirit forces going on around about us. They don't stand a chance in here this morning. Why? Because we've got the Word of God. We've got a weapon called the Word of God, a weapon that 1 Corinthians 10, 
Verse 3 says, Our weapons are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, our weapons have divine power to demolish the devil's strongholds. Amen. You can be in this meeting today. You can be suffering from an affliction. And I'm telling you, as you as you do what this lady did here in the book, it says Jesus called her forward. I'm telling you in this meeting, as you come forward and you, if you just want to believe, you just want to open your mouth and just start to say, and as we pray, the Spirit of God's going to move, the Word of God's going to be released, the power of God's going to flow, and you'll be delivered in the Name of Jesus. That's how it works. We're not just waiting Hopefully it might happen. Wait here till 2 o'clock. Wait here till 3 o'clock. Wait here till 5 o'clock. No, no. We're going to do it right now. Give me a wave if you've got pain, you've got sickness in your body. You come here for healing today. Put your hand up high. All right. I want to start to pray in a particular order. As we said, tonight we're going to pray for everyone. I'm going to hang around. We're going to linger. The service is going to be let go. People will still be able to go home at a particular time if they want to, but many will want to stay on and just receive. And so there's opportunity for all. But if you've got pain, I want to pray this morning for people who are suffering in pain with your body. Give me a wave if that's you. All right. Would you would you come out of your seat and just sit over here where they've got special seats put aside here? Would you just hop out of your seat right now and come over and take a seat over here just so as I can get to you easily and it's going to save us time. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. And let's be ready. Let's be, let's just be, those of you who are just, who are, who are spectating today, by all means spectate, but let's lean in. Let's reach out. Let's believe God. Let's engage our faith. Can we do that here as a community this morning? Can we be on, our, on the edge of our seat, ready to see God move? Yeah, come across and sit in this front row as well if you need to. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and His presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your Saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you, and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org, and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details, and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.